Hello, everyone. I am Jordan Hall, and you are listening to the latest Flyers Talk podcast presented by Great Railing. The Flyers are on a nice little run here. They're 5-1-0 in their last six games. They had their season-best winning streak of four games come to a screeching halt when they lost 6-2 to the Maple Leafs on Sunday night at home, a real ugly loss against a team that just was superior in talent and playmaking. But to the Flyers' credit, they rebounded the very next night with an impressive win, a win that I thought was one of their best of the season, shutting out the Sabres 4 nothing in Buffalo. So we're going to get into our most recent three takeaways on this stretch here from the Flyers and see what's been going well, what is ahead, uh, and more. So number one for me, that that win in Buffalo was so impressive for so many reasons, and the Flyers deserve credit there. I think a lot of people are, people are going to be frustrated when they win um, because a lot of fans or some a section of fans are pro-tank, pro-lose because they want to get that best draft pick next summer. But the Flyers do need to build a foundation. They need to start building now. They pretty much bottomed out last year when they lost – uh, 46 games in regulation, 11 after regulation, 57 losses total to get the fifth overall pick. They need to start building now with John Tortorella. And what was so impressive about the win in Buffalo was everything was stacked against them. A lot of odds were against them. And last season, they 100% lose this game. What was working against them was they're coming off a game in which they get blown out. They give up six goals. They're facing a team in Buffalo who leads the NHL in goal scoring at four per game. They were red hot, 8-1-0 and in their last nine games going into that game was Buffalo. And the Flyers were 0-6-0 in the second game of back-to-back sets going into that game. So just about every trend possible was working against the Flyers, and they totally put that in the past and changed the trend. They changed the narrative by going into Buffalo and shutting them out. The Sabres had not been shut out all season. Again, as I mentioned, they were scoring the most goals per game at four per game. And the Flyers responded and they, they wouldn't have done that last year. A loss like they had against the Maple Leafs, a six 2 drubbing would have snowballed. It would have led to another loss and probably a third and then a fourth. Uh, but the Flyers have shown some growth there. Uh, they showed some resolve, and I think those are positives. Those are signs of progress under John Tortorella, and really those are things you want to see. You want to see young players develop a, a culture of responding to bad losses, uh, facing adversity, and coming out the next night and and playing well. So I just thought it was a real positive to see what the Flyers did in Buffalo, and they've had a nice little stretch here, 5-1-0 in their last six games things you can put your finger on and say, this team is different from recent past. No, they are not contending. No, I don't expect them to really join a playoff race this year. Maybe they make things interesting, maybe, but you do want to see signs of growth. And that win in Buffalo, I thought was a major sign of growth and really one of their best games of the season on the heels of an embarrassing loss at home where They could have let that linger. They could have let that crush confidence. They didn't. And they got a really nice performance in net from Samuel Erson. Samuel Erson, excuse me. So two young goalies in net and Carter Hart, 24, Samuel Erson, 23. So there's competition in net. There's a ton of youth in their lineup. And you're seeing 
good good strides from from all of it. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Flyers Talk is brought to you by Great Railing. Stop into Great Railing for the highest quality and lowest prices on, on all your railing, decking, and fencing needs. My second takeaway right now is just how fun Noah Cates has been to watch. Uh, he doesn't do the flashiest things. He might not light up the score sheet. He, he's not going to score um, a goal every night. He might not pick up a point every night. But, wow, when you watch him, he is just so reliable defensively, so trustworthy in those tough spots defensively, facing some of the top lines of the opposing team to the point where you feel like you're watching a guy in his seventh or eighth year. It's He's that impressive defensively. And John Tortorella – I think has become a major fan of this 23-year-old rookie forward, um, a guy that won a job in training camp, has played in every single game, and he's playing just under 18 minutes per game. He's chipping in on the power play. He kills penalties, and you're going to see him play in all situations, whether the team's up a goal, down a goal, late in the game. Uh, he he is that trustworthy of a player, and Teams need those type of guys. Uh, you need difference-making players defensively, and Noah Cates has been one of them. And he's just a real likable kid. We we chatted with him on Sunday morning before the loss to the Maple Leafs, and he's a guy that's going to be out there for every optional morning skate. He's going to prepare. And John Tortorella is not a huge fan of morning skates. In fact, he kind of despises them, but he understands you got to give the player an option if they want to skate before a game in the morning you got to allow him to do that. He's not a huge fan. He'd rather than probably rest and recover, maybe do some film, some off-ice stuff. Um, but Noah Cates is one of a handful of players who likes to get out there every morning. And he said that's just something he feels he needs to do as a rookie. Get out there, work hard. You haven't earned anything. Every day you need to put in the work. And what, what really caught my attention was he said he feels like those rookie responsibilities are important. Things like cleaning up after a morning skate, putting pucks in the bag, helping pack um, after a road game, getting the gear in the bags. He thinks that builds winning habits. It's it's a culture-building thing. And he says that's a big thing in terms of setting the standard. He felt like he did that all four years when he was at Minnesota Duluth. It wasn't something he had forgotten when he was a junior or senior and a captain for the, the Minnesota Duluth team. He said he always did that stuff. And he felt that's a uh, those are culture building things, and that just really caught my attention. You don't always hear that from a rookie um, and a guy that's playing as well as he is, and as many responsibilities. He's he's not a guy fighting for a spot anymore. He's an everyday player, but uh, he really he really feels it's important to do those things. So just a real likable kid, twenty three years old, and I think he's going to be real fun to watch eventually when the team starts winning again. If it starts winning, whether it takes two to three years. Noah Cates is going to be right in the middle of it, and I think he's going to be a player that's real impactful uh, to this thing moving forward. Um, so to me, 
if you're a fan and you're trying to look for positives, uh, guys that could be here two to three years from now when maybe the team's winning again, Noah Cates is one. Um, just a fun player to watch, whether you're watching at home on television or coming to watch him live. He just does so many things right and has a good head on his shoulders. So uh, a real positive there in Noah Cates. Opioid addiction is a national public health crisis. The Someone You Know podcast from the Independence Blue Cross Foundation offers inspiring stories that challenge stigma, offer hope, and humanizes the disease of addiction. Download the new season three of The Someone You Know on all major podcast platforms. And my third and final takeaway is we're going to learn more and more about the Flyers over these next three games. And John Tortorella joked with us the other day. He smiled when he said it, but he's not a measuring stick guy. He doesn't believe in barometers. But from the outside, the media members and fans looking within, barometers are the best way really to judge a team sometimes. If you're if you're looking to see if the Flyers are going to prove that they're a different team this year compared to last, you look for measuring sticks. How do they play against one of the better teams in the division, one of the better teams in the league? when their backs are up against the wall after a bad loss, how do they respond to those situations? And I thought Buffalo was a real big one. I I mentioned that I thought that we were going to learn a good bit about the Flyers going into that game. Would they slump back and just be that team that can't play in back-to-backs, losing a tough game, uh, and then following it up with another loss? Or would they show that they're, they're making strides and that they're different by winning a game like that? And they did. We have three more games coming up here for the Flyers where I think we're going to learn more about them. Two games against the Capitals, one of the hottest teams in the league, one Wednesday at home on NBC Sports Philadelphia, the other Saturday in D.C., also on NBC Sports Philadelphia. Two good measuring stick games for the Flyers against Alex Ovechkin and company. So I think we'll learn a good bit there about the Flyers. And then on Monday, Martin Luther King Jr. Day, The Flyers face the best team in the NHL by far in the Bruins in Boston. So a good stretch here where, again, we will learn something about the Flyers, good or bad, whether they feel like they can hang with some of these teams or bad, whether it's it. We learn that they're still far away, far away from, you know, competing against some of these teams. But nonetheless, good measuring sticks for the Flyers. And I'll end it with we are still seven weeks away from the March trade deadline. So Still plenty of time before you start talking about who's going to be here, who won't be um, after that March trade deadline. But you're going to hear a ton of buzz. You're going to hear a ton of reports about the Flyers. It's no secret they will be selling. They are not buying whatsoever. This is a season of transition for the Flyers where the future is constantly in mind. And they have some veteran players that are on expiring contracts or maybe two years from an expiring contract that you're going to hear reports about these guys. Uh, but that's the nature of where the Flyers are. But I, my point is I don't think we're quite there yet. Uh, you know, I don't think anything is imminent. I don't think the Flyers have made decisions on this guy or that guy. Um, that will come as March gets closer. But still plenty of time, I think, where we need to learn about the Flyers, who's going to be a part of this, who won't be. There's probably some clear-cut candidates to be moved, guys on expiring deals. Um veterans that don't exactly look like they're going to be a part of the Flyers plans given where the team is given it's multiple years away John Tortorella has said it's multiple years away maybe from where this team could be contending again and winning but give it time still seven weeks away from the 
trade deadline, you're going to hear a ton of buzz uh, as it gets closer and closer, and that's just going to be how it is. Um, but we'll see. We'll learn a lot more about the Flyers here coming up against the Capitals and Bruins. All that coverage will be on NBC Sports Philadelphia and at our website, NBCSportsPhiladelphia.com. A big thank you to Ben Berry, our podcast producer and guru. So flexible with our time as always. Ben, thank you so much. And Flyers fans, as always, thank you so much for listening to the latest Flyers Talk podcast presented by Great Railing. Wherever you get your podcasts, please rate and listen. And we can't wait to talk to you next time.